This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. Masturbation. Even the word means to disturb with the hand. And oftentimes we're kind of freaked out about masturbation. We're embarrassed. We don't want to admit even to our partners sometimes that we do it. But pleasure is really important. And we'll actually talk about some of the physiological benefits of pleasure as well as how it can enhance your life spiritually. Our guest today is Davy Ward. She's a tantric healer and a sensual dance instructor, and she's written this new book, Shake Your Soul Song, A Woman's Guide to Self-Empowerment Through the Art of Self-Pleasure. And I notice <laughs> that as you say self-pleasure, you don't really say masturbation. <laughs> You're not using the M word. No, um, because the word masturbation has so many negative connotations. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And for me, masturbation has a very different approach to it than self-pleasure. For most people, masturbation is something shameful and dirty mm -hmm. and something we do furtively under the sheets as quickly as we possibly can. And that was how I masturbated for most of my life and pretty much everybody I know, right. <laughs> even to this day. <laughs> it's something that's over very quickly. We're just scratching an itch. We're just trying to come, right? It's only Whereas for attention release. pleasure is an event. Mm -hmm. It's a gift to myself, and it's something that I'll take the time to do with awareness and create the space for in my life. And it just, you know, the way I think about it mentally, the way I roll it around in my head has a more loving feel to it. So because we're so language oriented as a culture, I really believe that the words we use have vibration and they mean something to us on a conscious and subconscious level. So if I can use the word self-pleasure instead of masturbation and be more open to touching myself, then I'm going to do that. No, it makes sense. Because, I mean, the very meaning of the word masturbation, I mean, it's all about the pathology of touching your genitals. Yeah. And most people only masturbate for tension release. They're not trying to connect with even pleasure. Do you know what I mean? They're not even noticing the pleasurable stuff. They're like, oh, how quickly can I get to orgasm and then I can go to sleep? Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. It's just, it's kind of like a genital sneeze. Yeah. Just how can I get rid of this energy, this tension and right. go to sleep? Right. And then they still have all the unacknowledged emotions of shame and feeling guilty and feeling slightly dirty. And that all just sits there and perpetuates. Right. So let's talk about the physiological benefits of pleasure. You had some really interesting studies in the beginning of your book. Yeah, well, there have been a number of studies regarding the health benefits of pleasure. In my book, I talk about the four different forms of pleasure, which are physical slash sensual, you know, having to do with the physical body, sight, sound, smell, touch, emotional pleasure, 
spiritual pleasure, and sexual pleasure. And each of the four forms of pleasure causes a different variety of chemistries to be generated in the body as a result of experiencing that form of pleasure. Like seeing something that we find beautiful, having visual pleasure, stimulates a certain chemistry in the body. I can't remember exactly what it's called right now. It starts with a P. <laughs> I can never pronounce it, but it's in my book. <laughs> but just seeing something that we find pleasurable causes this response in the body, and we feel more relaxed, we feel more joy, we feel more openness to life. What I found particularly interesting about all of the amazing chemistries that are generated in the body due to pleasure, the majority of them are generated in the largest quantities when we're experiencing sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure by far is the most efficient, powerful generator of beneficial hormones, chemistries, neurotransmitters in the body. So what I was reading, is it the secretions of the pineal and pituitary glands that you were talking about? For the most part, I think most of the ones that I mention in the book are brain-based. They're mm -hmm. neurotransmitters. There's also hormones that are generated and the yeah. endocrine system mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So it's this whole like cocktail right. of chemistries. I just say chemistries because some of them are brains, some of them are hormones. So not only do you get HGH, which is the human growth hormone, you get serotonin, DHEA, testosterone, and women get testosterone too, and it actually increases your sex drive even more. And, Absolutely. And all of this stuff, DHEA in particular, improves the way your brain works. It balances yeah. the immune system. It boosts. Um, in fact, there's studies that say that, you know, regular sexual pleasure boosts your immune system, your T cells by 20%. Yes, so I, I have that same study. Really exciting stuff. I mean, you actually get scientifically proving that pleasure is good for you. Isn't that amazing? And our entire <laughs> lives, we're taught that pleasure, especially sexual pleasure, is supposed to be shameful and dirty and we're not supposed to do it. Right. And people feel all this guilt. Right. And yet it's one of the healthiest, most beneficial things we can do for our bodies, but also our emotions and our minds. Mm -hmm. And in my book, I also share how pleasure connects us with their spirituality as well. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about sexuality versus sensuality, because you make that distinction in your book. So in regards to sensuality versus sexuality, one of the points that I make is that I think that sensuality is one of the missing aspects or missing elements in most people's sexual experience. Because just like most of us are in a hurry to masturbate and get it over really quickly, most people approach sexuality in the same way. This like intense, fiery, passionate event, and you're just going to do it as quick as possible, and then he's going to come, and he's going to roll over, and he's going to be done. And I hear many women and couples, quite frankly, expressing that they'd like to have a more emotionally and spiritually fulfilling sexual experience. And I believe that sensuality can be a gateway to accessing more profound and more expanded states of our awareness, especially in our sexual experience. 
so that instead of being a genitally located event, it becomes a whole body party. And what I love about sensation is that there's no way to be focused and aware of your sensations that are currently happening to you without being present in the moment. So it can be like a meditation. Exactly, exactly. And I talk about that as well, how our senses are a gateway to the present. Because when we are entirely present with smell or sight or sound or taste or touch, we are totally present in the body and not in our thoughts, where most of us spend a good 90% of our time in our thoughts, following thoughts about the past or the future. Mm -hmm. So being exquisitely, vividly, presently aware of our sensations takes us out of our head and into the body, which is where life begins. <laughs> How can pleasure be a spiritual path? <laughs> I love talking about this part. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> because this is, for me, this is what actually inspired me to take on the practice of Tantra as a life path. I never understood how our sexuality related to our spirituality. It sounded like a fantastic idea, but I didn't quite get the mechanics of how it worked. When I began practicing the Tibetan Tantra, the lamas have some secrets about the way human sexuality is designed to allow us to realize enlightenment. It was explained to me like this. In the body, we have a central channel which is the core of the life force in the body. And people who do yoga will recognize this is the Shashumna Nani. So at the moment of orgasm, the moving energies in the genitals brush the central channel and we get a glimpse of enlightenment. So literally every orgasm, that split second of bliss, is a taste of enlightenment. The practice of Tantra is learning how to cultivate those high levels of bliss, but also once we attain them, relax there. So that instead of having a mere second of bliss, we have 30 seconds of bliss. We have a minute. We have two minutes. We have five minutes. And we're able to access this field, this plane, this plateau of bliss over and over and over and over again. And this is considered the fastest path to enlightenment, using human sexuality as the tool. Because I think sometimes people, and in fact, I think almost all of the time, we don't even realize that as we're getting more and more turned on, more and more into whatever it is, masturbation or sex, that we're starting to get more and more tense. You know yes. what I mean? We start to clench our legs and our, our yes. thighs. We start to go, oh, that feels so good. Yes. Oh, rather than like, oh, and mm. yeah. you know, yeah. this is also a way to reach orgasm faster because it's increasing the stimulation of your nervous system with attention. But the thing is, is if you are able to relax and experience more pleasure, not just tension, mm -hmm. imagine how much more pleasurable and long, your orgasm would be. Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly my point. You know, I've heard a few people make a distinction between climax and orgasm. Yes. And orgasm is this expanded 
state of bliss and joy, and, and there's not necessarily a peak in a valley, mm-hmm. whereas the climax seems to be just a temporary, it's a climactic event. It's, right. it's a release of tension in the genitals, right. and then it's over. It's like falling over a cliff. Right. Let's talk about the difference between pleasure and gratification. Mm. Well, similar to what I just described. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I wanted to make a point yeah. that in studying pleasure for the book, it came up often this idea of a guilty pleasure, which caused me to really look at that. Like, do we really feel guilty about pleasure? Or is it that we kind of have this awareness that it's not necessarily pleasure we're fulfilling, it's some sort of other thing, like we're just gratifying a desire, as opposed to really cultivating pleasure. And one isn't right and one isn't wrong. I think the actual difference between gratification and pleasure is simply the awareness we bring to the moment. So I like to talk about eating a bowl of ice cream (laughs) as an example. I like ice cream. (laughs) So I can be like, oh, I really want a bowl of ice cream. Okay, I'm just going to eat this bowl of ice cream. Right. And I can just like scarf it down. You can just shovel it in there, yeah. Shovel it in and feel guilty afterwards. Yeah, and your stomach hurts now. Like, oh, yeah, that was a guilty pleasure. Yeah. But basically I just gratified this like urge, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what I think a lot of people are doing with their sexuality, just gratifying an urge. But taking that same example, I can acknowledge, wow, I really want a bowl of ice cream. And instead of scarfing it down with no awareness whatsoever, I can be fully present for the moment. I can savor each bite of that ice cream and feel it fill my mouth. Mm, roll it around and taste all the yummy flavors and and then feel it go down in my body and make my belly all cool. And, and I can really allow myself to connect with the emotional joy of eating this bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes meeting a need for pleasure mm-hmm. as opposed to just gratifying a desire. So the key is the awareness with which we bring to the activity. It's not the activity. Mm-hmm. It's how much consciousness and awareness we have while we're engaging in the activity. Right. Talk to me about where your 10 spot is. Do I need to be looking for a new spot on my body? (laughs) (laughs) I just found my G spot. Oh no, there's the 10 spot. Congratulations on finding your G spot. It's a wonderful joy. No, the the 10 spot is a beautiful concept. It was introduced to me by my tantric instructor. I've had a couple of them, but Carla Tara. And she was speaking specifically about sexual pleasure in describing the 10 spot. But I learned to translate that to every other area of life as well, because it's completely applicable. During sexuality, what she was saying is, if you think of your pleasure on a scale from 1 to 10, where are you at right now? And if you're, say, at a 7 or an 8, is there anything I can do in this moment that would make it a 10? And that's a conversation that couples have during sexual pleasure. And I'm just asking where you at on your scale. And is there anything I could do that would make this a 10? And then doing it. So in everyday life, I actually, I tell the story in the book, I began practicing restorative yoga. And in restorative yoga, it was all about just being comfortable, (laughs) which was an epiphany for me because I'm a dancer. And I'm like, if it doesn't hurt, I'm not doing it right. Right. (laughs) So to have a yoga practice that was all about feeling good and that stretching was 
you go into the pleasure of it. You're not trying to kill yourself. It actually transformed my life. I bet. I started applying the 10 spot just in the same way that I started applying restorative yoga in every moment. Like if I'm sitting, really supporting my body and just getting as super cozy and yummy and comfortable as I can be instead of being slightly uncomfortable and ignoring it. So the 10 spot in any moment is how delicious can this experience be for me? Can it be a 10 in this moment? And if it can be a 10, then go in for the 10. Again, it's a practice of awareness. Mm -hmm. And it can be done wherever we are in any moment. Even when you're just, for instance, talking on the radio. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm aware right now, I'm in a position with my spine straight and my knee supported so that I can be fully present to having this conversation with you. Right. Let's talk a little bit about self-connection, because I think that's something that's pretty easy to lose track of in our world. Mm-hmm. Primarily, self-connection happens by being connected to our bodies and the sensations that they're giving us. Am I comfortable? I'm uncomfortable. Am I in pain or am I experiencing pleasure? Just looking for my 10 spot is an exercise in being connected to what's going on. Specifically in the book, I give two exercises for cultivating a deeper level of self-connection. And the first one is one that I just absolutely love and have been doing quite a lot recently, and it's called the ocean breath. And it's a practice of just putting one hand on the belly and one hand on the heart and closing your eyes and opening your mouth. This is very, very important. And relaxing and inhaling and exhaling gently through the mouth. And then making a soft sigh of, ah, on every exhalation. And studies have shown that deep breathing helps us to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for relaxation, meditation, calming, just really good stuff. Feeling present, Mm -hmm. juicy, yummy. And I think for... I know for me and and most people, we live in a world where we're constantly in a fight or flight response and our breathing tends to be really shallow and short and superficial. So just by doing a deep breathing exercises, we can let go of that stress and tension and fight or flight contraction that's happening in the body and sink in to a deeper level of body awareness. Let's talk a little bit about pleasure as a medicine. I mean, we talked a little bit about just being aware, right? If your toe hurts, being like, is there a way that I could be standing right now that my toe wouldn't hurt? And then, hey, like tune into that (laughs) and be like, I'm going to take my shoe off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, and be like, oh yeah, my body is connected to me and I want to give it some good love in there. Okay. Some love. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Allow myself to feel pleasure. So how can you use pleasure as like a real medicine for things that are, are more serious than your toe hurting, like, you know, chronic pain or, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about earlier is that when the body experiences or when we experience pleasure, the body releases chemistries and a lot of these chemistries are beneficial and healthy for us. Mm -hmm. And just taking ourselves out of that fight or flight response, which is 
stress and mm-hmm. creates aging and tension and the horrible things. Mm-hmm. Relaxing and breathing and connecting with pleasure, just the process in and of itself allows the body to heal, allows the body to stop creating stress hormones mm-hmm. or stress chemistries. Mm-hmm. Allows us to relax. Mm -hmm. I mean, relaxation itself is healthy and Mm life-generating and enriching for us. Yeah. So just the simple process of relaxing and getting present to the pleasure that is, is healthy for us. More profoundly in the realm of sexual healing, there's a lot of talk recently about somatic sexual education and somatic sexual healing. And releasing body armoring. Right. So define somatic. Including the body in the process of healing. It's holistic healing. And when I say somatic healing, for me, it's about using the body, the breath, and awareness to become more present to what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And using movement often and using breath to heal and release areas of pain, tension, or trauma. Does that make sense? Totally. It's like using the body as a, well, I'm going to say what I always say, using the body as a meditation, you know, because you're using your breathing, you're using any sort of stimulation that you're doing, you're using the feedback that your body is giving you as a focal point for more awareness, but also transformation, like how can I feel better? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of healing modalities in Western medicine don't include the body. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of somatic healing is including the body as an integral aspect of healing. Mm -hmm. That deep, profound, life-changing healing cannot happen without including the body as well. This is especially true in the cases of healing sexual abuse or sexual trauma of any kind, Mm -hmm. because that trauma literally gets trapped in the cellular tissue of the body. And so I could talk for 20 years about having been sexually molested as a child and come to intellectual rationalization of it, and yet I may still be completely unable to orgasm. Mm -hmm. I may still feel pain during penetration. I may be completely numb even in my genitals because the trauma, the emotional imprint of that trauma is locked in my cellular tissue. And until I go through the process of somatic healing, sexual healing, releasing body armoring, whatever wording you want to put around it, Mm -hmm. until I go through that process, I will be unable to actually release the trauma from that area of my body. And so it will stay there on some level. So sometimes trauma will get trapped in the tissues of our bodies Mm-hmm. Does it get trapped in in ways of muscle tension, like chronic muscle tension, that sort of thing? Like you could just release the tension with a massage or something? I think it depends on the area of the body. And I do believe that we store tension in different areas in different ways. Mm-hmm. Specifically, in the case of sexual trauma, what I have seen is that instead of it being a muscular tension... Well, though it can be, I would have to say for my own actual process of healing sexual abuse trauma using the methods of somatic sexual healing, what I first noticed was in 
extraordinary amount of tension in my pelvic floor when I was pleasuring myself. Mm-hmm. And I became curious about that because it was, it was different. It was not normal. And it was through the process of becoming aware of this tension and then using my breath to release and relax the muscles around that tension and using the touch of either the vibrator or the dildo or the, my finger, whatever I happened to be using at that moment, but using some sort of touch. The, the area was actually having physical contact to it and relaxing around it. The emotional imprint of that experience began to release and the tension began to release. And this was a process that happened over a period of several months. So for me, there was the aspect of tension. And yet, I think very often how it shows up for many, many women is less a muscular tension in the genitals, though that may be part of it, but more sensations of being numb Mm -hmm. or lack of sensation. And I have one woman that I've been working with specifically for a long period of time. And when I first started working with her, she was completely numb in her genitals, like you couldn't feel anything. And this is very common for women, mm-hmm. especially women who have experienced sexual abuse. So by using stimulation, by using breath, by using movement, basically by using the four principles of self-pleasure, she began to first feel. And the way, the way I learned that trauma heals is that the sensation goes from numb to pain, to irritation, to function. So just like if we're out in the cold and our hands get frozen or we're sitting in a posture where the blood flow gets cut off to a limb (laughs) and the leg goes to sleep. So the healing process is first it's numb and then it hurts and then it's tingly and irritated and then it goes back to function. So this, as I understand it, is the process of healing sexual tension and sexual trauma. I want to know now about Shaking Your Soul Song, because I remember reading that your first whack at the book, you were just focusing on the guide for women to self-empowerment through self-pleasure, but that the Shake Your Soul Song came as a later component. And what does that mean? Well, it's funny. We came up with the word shake or the title Shake Your Soul Song because a friend of mine was saying, that as a reader, she wanted to hear about the result of these methods. Like she was all into self-pleasure and that sounded great, but like, what do I get from it? (laughs) You know, tell me how this has changed your life. What am I going to get from spending 20 minutes touching myself? So I started to describe how, for me, the process of self-pleasure helped me awaken to my true self. As I reclaimed my sexuality and my sexual sovereignty as a woman, I began to be more empowered in every area of my life, and I began to align with my purpose and be shameless, I guess, is the biggest thing. As my sexual shame was released and transformed and whatever, negated, it went away, my shame about all forms of self-expression also transformed and have been able to experience myself in a more, in a more empowered place. So... Davey, talk to me about what your practice of self-pleasuring is like. Yay! Well, the practice of self-pleasuring, I usually recommend a minimum of 20 minutes, which can sound like an incredible amount of time (laughs) 
for many women, especially if we're used to getting off with our vibrator as quickly as possible. But I guarantee you that the 20 minutes will go by quite quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So the 20 minutes self-pleasure practice includes everything from meditation to doing the self-connection ocean breath exercise that I described. It includes a vulva massage. So one of the beautiful things about the art of self-pleasure is that from the time we were little kids, we've been told that touching ourselves is wrong or dirty or shameful. Most people. There's a few people who had hippie parents that they got to touch themselves and (laughs) didn't get scolded for it. (laughs) But most people were told that good girls don't touch themselves, Mm -hmm. especially good girls don't touch themselves. (laughs) So just going through the process of giving yourself a vulva massage, just massaging your vulva without even trying to become aroused, without trying to get yourself off, Mm -hmm. without trying to orgasm, without trying to do anything, but get present to your own touch on your genitals. (laughs) So taking your time, and again, this is part of the somatic healing, using your own touch, using your awareness, and using your breath to really let go of the shame we feel about touching our genitals. Like, they're ours. And we feel so much shame generally and embarrassment and uncomfortability mm-hmm. about just putting our hands on ourselves. And that's because of the way we've been socialized. And understandably so in some ways. But it would be nice to have been taught to not touch myself in public without feeling so much shame and guilt about it. In private, <laughs> right. I mean, you're still mortified even when you're by yourself and totally quiet. Exactly. I know, it's tricky. And we have to undo all this training. Ah, oh, as adults, it's crazy. Exactly. So the first step in the art of self-pleasure is just getting comfortable touching your genitals without even trying to pleasure yourself. And then from there, bringing the pleasure learning what kind of touch you like on your clitoris, learning where your G-spot is, learning which kind of sex toys you use or don't like to use, using lube, (laughs) which is fabulous, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but a lot of people don't use it. Noticing what it's like to use lube as opposed to not using lube. Mm -hmm. And the other beautiful thing is that for women, it takes us at least 20 minutes often before our bodies are even ready to have profound orgasms, before we're even all the way warmed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherry Winston published an amazing book about women's sexual anatomy, and we have as much erectile tissue in and around our sexual pleasure organ as a man has in his penis. Mm-hmm. It's just all inside. More. And it takes us 20 minutes to get a heart on. Totally. So most women have never gone beyond maybe five or 10 minutes. And so they haven't even actually tasted their full pleasure potential. So by taking that amount of time to let the body catch up with us, it opens up a whole new universe of orgasm. And then from there, God, I noticed my most powerful orgasms happen 45 minutes (laughs) to it, you know? Right. So, yeah, 20 minutes, we're just still getting warmed up. Right. Well, we're talking about A Woman's Guide to Self-Empowerment Through the Art of Self-Pleasure. The book is called Shake Your Soul Song. Davey Ward, thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. It's been so fun to talk to you. Yay, thank you so much, Monica. It's a pleasure to be here. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically. 
or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com. Mm-hmm.